Hey guys, it's Brian of the Movie Mayhem Podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining us in the midweek conversation. This week, uh, we have our good friend Chris Burkowski joining us. He uh, talks a lot about his, uh, you know, uh, some some recent tragedy. His grandmother recently passed, as we'll get into. Uh, we talk about some other things, some Star Wars. It's a, it's a very good, deep conversation, and it's always good to check in with Chris. He's he's one of our favorites. He's really great dude. Uh, just want to give you also a little heads up on why we were a little quiet this week. Um, in the sense of like posting our episodes, because this we did this back uh, on May twenty sixth, I believe. So it will sound a little dated, and it would. It's like we we're not ignoring any issues. We just did this like two three weeks ago. Uh, we are following the 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 podcast blackout started by the Cold Forty Five podcast. You could find them on obviously on all the podcast formats: uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we just decided not to post anything in respect to the Black Lives Matter movement. We've just been sharing a lot of information, sharing a lot of details, and and the good work that they've been doing. We've been donating, obviously, and and just you know we we decided not to say anything, but just kind of listen, kind of share, and and help as much as we can. And that's why this week the intro song is going to be uh, Bill Withers' "Lean on Me," which is you know obviously a very very popular song, and it's one of the most beautiful songs I think out there. And I think now is the time we deserve we deserve to hear it. We we just need to lean on each other right now, and uh, you know we'll we'll be back. So listen to our good friend Chris. He uh, he really puts it out there, and you know I'm thankful that he he came on. He was so open with the, open with me, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. You're not strong 
And welcome back once again. It's the middle of the week. You have nothing to do because Netflix said so. Um, so thank you again for joining uh, uh, me, Brian, as I obviously fumble through a, an intro that I've been doing for about five years. Five years of podcasting, can't get one intro right. Um, uh, we're doing this midweek thing again, and once again I have my good buddy Chris Perkowski joining me uh, from... His socially distanced cave, my socially distanced cave, is still sealed. No visitors yet. Uh, by the time this is coming out, who knows? Things may have changed. May or may have stayed the same. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck knows? But Chris, thank you for joining us. Us. Just joining me. <laughs> See, this, this video... Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, no problem. Like, we've been talking, uh, we were trying to get this done for a little bit, but, you know, schedules are schedules and shit gets crazy. Yeah, exactly. So what's yeah, new? Um, How have you been? Last time I saw you, I think we did Hereditary. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the last time. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I thought that was a really good episode. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm doing I'm doing you know as well as you can. How, how about yourself? Um, like I said, been holding on. You know, uh, been classified as essential, so I'm in every day, mm-hmm. uh, scrubbing elevators down and just getting by. Yeah. Um, have you had? Because you're in. Uh, is I guess is that considered a nursing home or a retirement center? It's a, it's a regular apartment complex that has senior. Uh, it's a residents. okay. Yeah. Um, like you can you get had... an apartment there. Oh, I could. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't sure if it was just for uh, retirees. Well, it's for retirees, um, so. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, have have there been COVID cases in? There, there has been a couple, there's been a, a number, but not as much as people would have expected. So, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not really at liberty to say the total number, but, uh... That high, huh? Oh, no, no. I mean, we, we do a good, we do a good enough job. You know, like, 10,000 people is not a lot, you know. They're mostly coming from one side. <laughs> Modestly is around, no, but, uh, no, we've been good. A lot of people have been... They've taken it, the, the residents have taken it very seriously to their credit. I'm sure. Um, you know, because their age group, their, you know, health, and they've, you know, after, once it started, like, really taking grip of New York, they kind of, like, stopped laughing about it and just, like, locked it all down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough because, you know, there's been a lot of a death and it's not funny. Like, people early on were like, oh, if we get the, like, it's not funny. It, it hasn't been mm-hmm. funny and... You know, I know. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Um, from my own personal experience, I know it's it's uh, it's devastating. Um, like I said, I can speak firsthand to that. Do you, you want um, to, or do you would you could just pass by? Sure, sure. So, um, uh, I'm not sure if any of uh, your you know listeners. I'm sure you have some listeners who who aren't familiar with me. Um, we unfortunately lost my grandmother due to COVID nineteen. Um. She got it. Uh, I'd say she she tested positive a couple days before Easter. Um, then on Easter Sunday, uh, she really took a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. They transferred her to the hospital. Uh, she last she, she you know she stayed in the hospital for probably about three weeks. Um, we were thankfully uh, able to Facetime with her, okay. um, which was That's wonderful funny. considering can't see her otherwise mm-hmm. um but we were able to face them with her i'd say her first week in the hospital she was really like 
coherent. She she suffers she she was suffering from dementia uh, for the last uh, two or three years now. Um, so, uh, but she was still sort of with it in the hospital her first week. Uh, she she understood what FaceTime was, and she could see us and hear us, and was re- responding to us coherently. Um, but then after you know after a week of that, it you know just got you know she couldn't she wouldn't open her eyes when we would FaceTime with her, and she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't respond at all. Um, so seeing and just seeing her sort of. Uh, you could visibly see her wither away. Yeah. Um, no, she wasn't getting fluids. She wasn't eating. Um, she didn't have any, she didn't have the strength to eat. Um, you know, but, uh, so I'd say like, you know, there was, there was like a Tuesday was the last time that she had spoken. And then the next week on like Wednesday or on Thursday, uh, we FaceTimed her again and, uh, she was able to whisper, I love you. Oh. Um, I mean, and those were the last words that she said to us was, was I love you because she passed away on Friday, the next day. Um, she was being scheduled to be transferred to hospice care. Um, and as they were prepping the transfer, she passed away in, in you know, in, uh, in that process. Um, I, I hate to, so, I hate to say it, but like it, that's actually for the better instead of having a yeah. long drawn out kind of experience. Yeah. She, she got Absolutely. to, she got to, you know, poetically, she got to say, I love you, which is, Probably like exactly. this weight lifted off your you and your family's shoulders because there's been time like I don't want to like correlate personal experience but like you know you would love to have that moment like people would love to have that moment Completely. you know Completely. but you know it's it's tough and I remember one time you we were talking uh, at our friend Andrew Parker's uh, show uh, mm-hmm. well, I think his first show and we were talking about yeah, yeah. our experiences with with AIDS and everything and how you described your grandma that she was like a like just a straight up fighter like a lot tougher than me. Like I stub a toe yeah. and I'm crying for three days, and you know she's she 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 battled it out. You know I know she was in a, yeah. in a advanced age, but she hung in there a lot. You know, and I'm not cutting she, down anybody, she, but she she, she hung fought in. for three four weeks with yeah. with the the COVID diagnosis before she passed. Yeah, um, yeah she she uh, about twenty years ago she had a heart attack. Uh, about fifteen years ago she had a. Uh, she had a catheterization um, that on the way home uh, opened up and started, she started bleeding out in my mom's car. My mom had to cover the, cover the wound and drive and turn around and go back to Columbia Presbyterian uh, to take her back and saved her life. Yeah. Uh, after that, she had, uh, she, she was really good for like 10 years after that, had two strokes. Um, and, uh, and after the second stroke really had, uh, started to get more severe dementia mm. um but she's yeah i mean she fought through everything uh she was 93 years old damn that's that's you know that's yeah, a, that's a great life she you know she, yeah, she yeah, hung absolutely. in there and you know you i could definitely see like that that like fighter influence on like you and then i know your brother you know you both kind of have that like you know ain't gonna keep me down too long the spirit mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, it's. It, I do sincerely hope that you know my condolences are with you and, and your family. Of course, and, of course. and, uh, and is, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you know, I didn't want like I did, to start this podcast off. I know it's less less structured as you know the uber professional movie mayhem podcast, <laughs> which you know we have we have our segments, we have our we have our set thing. But I, I didn't want to yeah, like yeah. I don't want to force you to talk about anything if you don't want to. So no, I'm I'm fine. I think it's I think it's better to talk about it honestly rather than. 
um, rather than keep it inside. Um, you know, we were thankfully able to have a funeral um, uh, and a wake, so the, you know, we, we got an hour with with uh, the body. I you know yeah. is morbid as it sounds i mean wakes are morbid and death is morbid so that's it's gonna sound it's gonna no, sound yeah, it, I, but, I was never yeah. a huge fan of going to wakes yeah it's, which would be weird if you said like yeah you know, i really enjoy hitting up the wake scene it's <laughs> you know get to see some people I haven't seen in a little bit like in in wedding crashers when uh will ferrell starts starts crashing funerals yeah exactly it's like damn it Terry. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, like they they did a really great job on her. She looked she looked better than she had in years. Um, uh, and we were able to get an hour there, just our immediate family. There was fifteen of us, okay. and uh, then got a, a short mass uh, in the garden of her church, um, and then finally the burial. We were we weren't able to get close to the burial site. We were a hundred feet away, but. Okay at least 10 of us were able to get there, you know, be there for a socially distanced burial, you right. know? Um, obviously that was the main struggle was not being with her and, and, uh, seeing how, um, seeing it sort of, you know, her deteriorate. No, and, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a tough struggle. Cause my grandmother passed, uh, she had a massive stroke and she was in like ICU. So it was tough to be like, it was tough to go in. Like, the first time all of our family met, we got, like, this is on my dad's side. This is the last, uh, my first grandmother died of, like, uh, cancer, but it was quick. Yeah, yeah. So we never really got, like, we got the grandma sick. Oh, two days later, grandma's dead. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But now this was, like, she kind of hung on for a little bit. And it was tough to kind of go in there. And, at, 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 it, like, you know, you kind of think morbidly. It's like, well, at this point, like, at what point can I say goodbye? At what point can I, like, kind of... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm ease into knowing it's not going to be the same and there's there's a there's a weird stage where you're like you know and and probably when she said i love you like that's that's the moment i could be like it's good like everything's good yeah. it, that's, it could pass. that's like, what it was yeah. for us yeah um yeah like yeah it just you know like i was saying it it, it really just sucked i wish she could have been there uh or i wish we could have been there but there um and 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 uh you know care for um but this i mean the staff at Clearview hospital did a, did a really fabulous job um that you know they were very caring and attentive to her and and made her feel um made her feel loved when she was alone and uh that's all i could ask for that you know that she wasn't that she wasn't alone right um and it's a, it's an awful situation. Obviously, I'm not the only person who's gone through it. And obviously, hundreds of thousands of, if not millions, of people have gone have, have been dealing with this, and uh, you know, uh, dealing with loved ones that are um, that are in the same situation that my grandmother was in. And uh, it's a terrible disease. And I, you know, I, I worry about I worry about rushing back, um, you know, to to, to normal. Right. Um, because I, I fear that there's just going to be a second spike. Um, it's 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 a valid fear because like if you don't take this first wave seriously, that second the second wave is going to be worse. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it, you know if there's a, if there's a second wave, then it's just going to be back to what we're doing now. Right. Um, 
And I, you know, obviously, obviously the economy can take much more of a hit than it already has. So that's the, that's the problem. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a no win situation really. And, um, hopefully, hopefully it can get figured out. You know, hopefully there's a vaccine soon or I, I or, think, you know, uh, they, they've been making some, immunity, but yeah, they've been making some good progress with, I know like the mm-hmm. vaccines, they've been kind of mm-hmm. going nuts with it. So, you know, uh, I'm hoping for it, and I hate to like be a, do a cold, cold turn here because I, I, I mean, I would, I it doesn't bother me to to talk deep and all this stuff, but uh, there was mm-hmm. just some news that came out today, and today being May twentieth, um, the biggest news I've ever heard, and it it, it literally broke the internet that the Snyder Cut is finally coming out. <laughs> it just it's grounds, and I and I wanted to get your opinion on that because I know how big of a Snyder Cut fan you. Are. So I just want to I'm I'm excited for all the nerds to shut the fuck up when they realize that his movie sucks too. Oh my god. Like he's never made a good movie, so why do you think this is going to be it? What do you think this one's going to be better? It's like finally. Idiot. They're going to go I, I back like and be like I'm, I like how I'm uh, I'm trying to hold back tears talking about my grandmother's death and then and now I'm just I'm cursing out losers. <laughs> That's what you come here for. <laughs> But no, yeah, uh, it, it, it's like literally like big movie like news, especially on Twitter. Like they're thinking they want a, like a fucking like war or some shit. We're like, we finally, we finally got it. We finally, we finally got, got the, the Snyder Cut. It's like, it's like, it's like, all right, really fine. Like, be bad, right? There's a reason that they scrapped it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Warner Bros. notoriously doesn't care. Don't make good movies and be like, this can't see the light of day. Like, uh, all right, I guess we could do this. And I think it's it's all because of the, how everyone reacted to uh, the animated movie that just came out. Uh, was it Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? Okay. Which is fine because uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these new DC movies. They're all kind of they're they're in like the darker New Fifty Two line. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, this is what Zack Snyder would have wanted, like, or those comic books that came out five years ago. <laughs> like. I, is it is it what Zack Snyder would have wanted because it like has no lighting? Yeah. It, like <laughs> that seems to be the way he makes movies. Yeah. Uh, how many lighting rigs do you want? Zero. The, the, the rigs are gonna get in the way of the slow motion <laughs> cam, so just please. <laughs> Wait, but you need to be able to see. Don't worry about it. It's a movie. There's a flashlight on the camera. Oh. That'll do. That'll be fine. See, I was. What is it? There, there was a point where I was like, okay, like maybe the Snyder Cut will be fine. And then he did like some speech at a, at a conference where he's like, where he starts talking about, I was like, oh, you're talking about my heroes. Like, you know, they're in a comic book, man. Like, I'm making real movies here. I'm like, you're making a Superman movie. You dumb fuck. Like, what are you making a. You're like, it's Batman. Like, no shit. Everyone, like, it's a comic book. I'm making, he's like, yeah, I'm, make, I'm making real cinema. Yeah. It's like, this is Batman real shit. versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Capone versus the FBI. It's real. It's, it's like, no, it's <laughs> it's a fake guy in a bat suit and a fake guy from more, uh, Krypton. Like, that's it. <laughs> right. But yeah, like... He made I, Batman a big metal suit. Yeah, well, that's... That's that's your real cinema. Yeah. I'm the first yeah, one to give him the metal shiny suit. shiny blue eyes. <laughs> I bought that helmet, though. <laughs> from Toys R Us before I went out of business. I bought that, that little face mask. It's a solid purchase. It was, and then I threw it out when I moved. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't need this. So I don't, what the fuck did I buy this for? 
There was oh yeah, was it like it would it would talk too? So like you could speak into it and like it'll give you that Batman like I'm a I'm a Batman voice, and then also it say shit too. So I tried throwing it at like when I threw it out, I forgot I left it on. So from my bedroom, all I could hear is I'm Batman. And I'm like like ah no shit yeah I'm just sitting up there like I could go outside and turn it off <laughs> or I could just leave it and I left it. <laughs> So then the garbage man threw it in their truck and just like, I am the knight. <laughs> I am vengeance. It's like, it's like, oh, fuck. It's like this fucking guy. <laughs> there will be a dawn of justice. <laughs> Superman, I am versing you right now. Coming March 25th. <laughs> Part one. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Because uh, I know like a lot... A lot of it is still, like, everyone's just trying to get on this whole, like, Marvel DC crap. Like, because... <laughs> it's weird, because people are like, oh, well, now that the Joker was successful and you know, Wonder Woman's been successful, it's like, well, now DC and Marvel are obviously the same. But... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've had one successful entity, and that's the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, if you... If you um, am if, I missing anything? Are we counting Shazam in that? I mean, like Shazam did really well. Shazam like, did okay. Then... Aquaman hit over a billion. Joker. Oh, Aquaman. Aquaman did really yeah, well. Joker yeah. hit a billion. So like those um, three movies that did Joker well. Joker count in the DCEU? No, no. Exactly. They, yeah. yeah. Also, didn't like Joker. Wasn't good. Thank you. It was just a movie. Phoenix was great. Yeah. But like. Um, you know, you've got, uh, Tom Phillips doing his best Martin Scorsese impression <laughs> and, uh, just like, it's a, it's a, like a love story to, to, um, fucking, uh, incels. Like <laughs> the, <laughs> we live in a society. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, that's like, that's, it's, it's a really bad portrayal of mental illness. Yeah. That like it that the whole message is like, hey, you better you better not you better not mess with me because I might kill a lot of people because I have depression. Like, <laughs> I have split personality disorder and I'm gonna snap if you're mean to me. Like that's, that's a terrible depiction of, me, of mental it's, illness. It, yeah, it, it seems like everything like surface. It's only surface. Like I refuse to review it for movie man. Like I think it was when I watched it, I was like, it's, this is it's a bad movie. Yeah, I was like, this is like. It's a stupid movie with a great performance in it. Like if anyone oh, else, really. if you've got anybody other than Joaquin Phoenix in that, it's 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 an awful movie. Like it's yeah. not gonna like nobody'd be talking about it. Yeah, like this, like the because logic of it doesn't Phoenix, even make any sense. Yeah, cause, but because you've got one of the best actors of this generation, and one of the best performances performances of his career, right. then you know it's different. But also, like, how much is it? Like, do you think it was like Joaquin Phoenix just be like, okay, well, Todd Phillips is just here. I'm just gonna do my thing. I'm just gonna go and just go at it. Yeah. The, so the best director nomination for Todd Phillips absolutely baffles my mind. I don't understand how, like, how much input could he have had? Do you think he's giving direction to Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro? I think <laughs> I, I think De Niro probably looked at him you like he's going. Yeah. Up, he's like Robert. I want you to act smug here. All right, and <laughs> action. No, he's probably one of those guys who calls him Bobby. Like, hey, Bobby. I need you to <laughs> and De Niro goes, don't call me that. <laughs> like, how many days do I have to shoot? Three? Okay, fine. Like, 
and then yeah, and and every time every time he probably gave direction to Walking Phoenix, Walking Phoenix was like, "Sure, yeah, okay, we'll see." <laughs> You're the guy who told Ken Jong to do the jerk off motion and throw it in the air. Like I know where you stand, pal. <laughs> But then, I mean, there's the other problem with Todd Phillips, where he, you know, in the lead up to Joker, where he was like, "Oh, well, you you can't make comedies anymore." He's like, you know, because a lot of people got upset that in The Hangover he has a line where he says, "Paging Doctor Faggot." So it's <laughs> like, well, no, it's just like make better jokes and yeah. not use not use gay slurs as a punchline. Like, yeah, because it's not a joke. He like and it, it didn't that seem like his, that out. his movies never evolved to the next stage. Like he never grew no, up. Once. Like like he made he made the Hangover was three three of the same movies. Yeah, it's the same movie three times. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the same jokes three times. They lose a guy, they find a guy. Zach Galifianakis does Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and even Zach Galifianakis moved on as a comedian. Like he's done Completely. better things. Yeah, exactly. He like that was you know uh, the Hangover. He he they found him while he was doing like his niche with his stand up. And they were like, "Huh, maybe this guy, maybe this guy will be a good fit for this." And he blew up because of the Hangover, right. you know, because he's great. And then, uh, and then he kind of, after the Hangover, really never did anything like that again. <laughs> like, like if you look at like he was, like, you know, he did due date, which is another Top Phillips. So it's just yeah. like he, he yeah. did. He did one more, be like, okay, thank you. And now, like he he's doing like baskets, which is like this weird like comedy that like this no weird one... existential like. <laughs> yeah. Clown comedy. He's it's got, great. And he's got he's Louis great. Anderson as his mom. It just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it but, did seem it, it, like the whole time the Oscars was going on. Like I was sitting, like I was kind of feeding into it because like everybody that I follow on Twitter or and that follows me were like, "Joker's gonna win this category." They're gonna win. like, "No, they're not. They're gonna win best actor and probably mm-hmm. like best sound editing or something. It's like some mm-hmm. shit." And like they're only winning two. They don't know best music. That's like best score. It's like because that's yeah, the only and two. The score go- was great. Yeah, and because it's the, the only the two Golden Globes they won. Yeah. The the other thing that I had a problem with, um, I, I just thought of again is that like, so the, there's the scene with Joey. If you haven't seen it, it's been out for like you know nine months now. Yeah, get on you know, it. It's yeah. your fault. Um, <laughs> so there's the scene where, uh, where he kills the guy in his apartment. Right. Um, and then there's the little person there and the little person tries to get out but he can't reach the lock classic comedy. and the whole reason that he's the, the whole purpose for his character is for this sight gag where he can't reach the lock oh I that's the only purpose the only that this character there, yeah. so what so so todd phillips wrote and cast a role for a little person that he could make fun of their height no, yeah, he, uh... <laughs> That's it. No, yeah, it... <laughs> it's completely, like, it's, it's like, uh, it's just complete objectification. Well, yeah, it's, and, uh... And, and, like, yeah. Yeah, in comics they call that, uh, fridging, like, the girl on a fridge, yeah. where, like, they create a character just to either kill them off for motivations for the main character, or just to, like, they're just an obstacle. Like, it's, like, yeah. they're, they're gonna be out of the way. Yeah, because like it was like like I said, the character serves no other purpose than for this scene where he cannot reach the doorknob. But that's comedy, like, though. That's comedy. It's not comedy. It's comedy. Yeah, well, it's that's comedy a, to Todd that's, Phillips. That's a comedy like, you can't like, make you anymore. Can't make comedy in the PC culture. <laughs> you can't make Road Trip now because nobody wants it. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's like 
Shit, man, it's it's just like these people who who act like you can't make comedy now. It's just like, I mean, you can. Just don't use fucking the word faggot as a punchline. Right. It's not a punchline. I I like what people. That's what people called you out for, and then you prove their point. There also there are comedians like Bill Burr and I think a couple other guys who like they they'll say like. They'll, they'll start this whole, like, can't make comedy, but that's, that's their joke, is that they'll continue this joke. Is that they can make comedy. That, right. Exactly. Bill Burr uses, like, the the PC culture as a way to show that, like, you can still make right. jokes in PC culture yep. and make fun of, and, like, just, like, lambast the the uh, ridiculousness of it. Right. Um, but, then, and, but then you see people like John Mulaney, who's excelling and making incredible stuff, yeah. You know, time after time after time. Um, Did you happen to then, see uh, John Mulaney in the sack, uh, sack lunch bunch? It's it's, it's one a, of my favorite things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I, I I watched it like four times in a row because I thought it was mm-hmm. fan, and I was absolutely brilliant. I was like floored and jealous of it because I was like, I can never even on my best day come up with anything like a quarter of the good as that. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, the the I like a I like a. Like a one plate of noodles and a little bit of butter. It's the only thing I'll eat. <laughs> and it's like it's it's legitimately he legitimately made a comedy special for children that children can enjoy. Like everything in there is relatable to children. Yeah, like, like oh, can the, relate to it. They're, the like, they're like, hey, I only eat one thing. This is great. Do, like, do <laughs> flowers bloom at night? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's like I've never and, seen uh, them. Oh my god, the what is it? The girl talk with, with special guest Richard Kind. <laughs> <laughs> I was it the, with the the guy from uh, Talking Heads, David Byrne? Uh, David yeah, Byrne, yeah, David Byrne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like that whole song is like there's the one guy like, in the middle of it, like you guy, I respect you, and then it's. <laughs> Uh, I I do highly recommend that, that is a highly grandma's got a new boyfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, was so it the, the piano teacher the how oh, the... the yeah the yeah, or the is it is it like the math professor or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, the tutor. He's, he's like, how did you lose the eyes? Like, well, I stabbed it with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jake Gyllenhaal's cameo. Um, oh, Mr. Not, the whole thing. The whole thing is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um. Like, just look at stuff like that and then tell me that you can't make comedy. And, like, well, the, the, but then there's the other thing that people say, like, oh, well, Mel Gibson, or, or not Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks wouldn't be able to make uh, Blazing Saddles now. It's yeah. like, I mean, he could. It's yeah. satire and it's making fun of racism. Like, it's not. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you he, about? he could still make Blazing Saddles, except it wouldn't be the same Blazing Saddles. It'd be something different. Right. Yeah, it would, like, he would, like, he. Like even like if you look like Young Frankenstein, everything mm-hmm. he kind of he saw the the cult like the with the pop culture and everything was at that time, and he just mm-hmm. like exploited it for its stupidity. Like even yeah. like, <laughs> every everything that Mel Brooks did was social satire. Yeah, and to say to say that like Mel Brooks couldn't make Mel Brooks stuff now shows that you never understood Mel Brooks. Yeah. Because like, my... if you think if you think that Mel, that like Blazing Saddles was done like to be racist, like right. that's not he's making fun of racists. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the people who are the dumbest people in there are the racists. Like, yeah. like that's like that's the whole thing. It's like racism is stupid. Look yeah, how exactly. stupid you look. Exactly. 
The, I think he's saying the sheriff is near. Well, <laughs> there's there's one thing I got on like a kind of a I started watching Martin Short clips because he's kind mm-hmm. of this fantastic performer and he's always like oh, good. He he's a very like he's always funny in like interviews with Conan O'Brien and uh, oh my god yeah absolutely. And, so I saw one of his Jimmy Glick interviews with, uh, mm-hmm. with Mel Brooks and mm-hmm. for like if people don't know Jimmy Glick is this made up character that. Martin Short has where he's this like a very exuberant film uh, film critic. So he he's sitting down with Mel Brooks, and the first question is, "It's like why are you so tough on the Nazis?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause I don't think Mel knew how he was gonna play it, so he just he just broke character right there. And he's like, "Why am I tough on the Nazis?" <laughs> it it's like it's com- like when like that's like comedy gold that like. That could still happen now, and I, I I wish people saw more of that instead of like, you know, like the the road trips and the jackasses. Like that's not comedy to me. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Like smart smart comedies like should be made, but they're not being made because they don't make money anymore. No, yeah. And it's a shame, but because people only go see you know uh, Kevin Hart movies, <laughs> where he goes to night school. Like, right. oh, that's. <laughs> That wasn't, wasn't that what it was called, Night School? I th- uh, I think it was called, um, where does he go in it? He goes to Night School. I think it's called Day School. Day School. That's no, called Night School. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to have him do today? Well, he's going to go to Night School. Uh, I don't like that. What about if it's in the middle of the afternoon? We could get, <laughs> we could get, can we get the rock right, in there? So what are we going to have Kevin Hart do now? All right, well, he's short. Let's say that he... He's he's walking down the street and there's a there's a there's a field trip and they mistake him for one of the students and he has to go on the field trip. Perfect. We'll call it a field trip and we'll make a billion dollars. <laughs> His teacher will be either Luke Wilson or or Joel McHale, who's ever the most cheapest. <laughs> oh man, like I uh, did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I did not. Is, um, I I really like to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. I've only seen two of them, I think. Okay. I saw the first and second one, but I'd really like to just like get into all of the ridiculousness of it. Because you recently just got into like like Star Wars. You you dive back, you dove back, or like into Star Wars. Uh, about three or four years ago, I watched yeah. all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah. So How, I've been I've been fully. Uh, we can talk about the new Star Wars if you want. It's, I mean, it's honestly, bad. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, done, I'm super done with it. <laughs> like it was there, it happened. It's super bad. Okay. How do you start? How do you start the opening scroll with Palpatine is back? <laughs> that's my that's my one of my and two favorite things. It. The dead speed, baby. You can't, just, you can't just say that as like an exposition. Just like, by the way, Palpatine's here, and uh, like. <laughs> Like hey, forget forget what you know. Palpatine's back, baby. They didn't speak. <laughs> like that um, was my fa- that was one of my favorite parts, and also when uh, uh, vaunted actor Domino Gleason, who I respect so much as an actor, I love Domino Gleason, turned both face to the camera and said, "I'm the spy," and I was like, "Oh, this is this is good writing." I know, but I, I you know what I loved I loved that he was revealed as. Uh, as like the insider, um, and then they and then they kill him a minute later. Yeah, <laughs> do something with that for the third act. Yeah, and also that was never brought up. Do in something any... with it. J.J. Abrams is just like it's just like what else can I shoehorn in here? It's like, like look, I got a couple of things I gotta hit. We gotta hit these things. I gotta make yeah, this the like, most Avengers-like fucking Star Wars movie out there. 
so like I like Last Jedi. I think Last Jedi, other than other than the uh, side story with Finn and Rose, Last Jedi is a really good movie. Yep. And uh, Ryan Johnson does a lot of interesting stuff in there. I like the Luke Sky. I like the Luke uh, character turn, where you know, because it, it makes sense that Luke would be sort of turned off by everything, right? And would be uh, would be like this fucking curmudgeon. Like it makes sense. And then to try to like for JJ to try to like sort of undo sort of the stuff that Ryan Johnson <laughs> just did the previous movie is just asinine. But that I mean that's what happens when Disney decides that they're going to make three movies written by three different writers instead of just having let's just get three stri- three scripts right off the bat so we know where this is all going. Yeah, well that that They'll also have one that, person write all of them. That fur- that furthers my theory, and I've said it every time we brought it up. Star Wars makes their shit up day one, like ah this will go here, okay, and that's it. Like they make their shit up as they go along. They don't plan anything out. The only people who plan thing out in Star Wars are the fans because they're filling in all the gaps that made yeah, one happen. Yeah, like Force Awakens is really good. I really like Last Jedi, and then like, and then you go, and then you somehow go into Rise of Skywalker with everything just completely falling apart. <laughs> Ray, I have a secret to tell I, you. What is it? Ah, oh, never mind. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Don't worry about That's it. Cool. <laughs> it's all right. Let me just. There's so many. There are so many things that that. In that movie that J.J. Abrams brings up and never brings up again. <laughs> hey, you found that knife. That's cool. Let's go uh, do something about it. Well, uh, all right. Thought we did. Cool. <laughs> I killed Chewbacca. Like, did you? Did you? <laughs> how, do, how is there a second cruiser or whatever it is? How is there a second in, ship? In the plain desert where there's nothing around you. There's another where one. We only see one ship. There's only one in existence. There's one <laughs> right there was no second ship. When when that happened, for like the first five minutes, I was like, you know what? Fine. Kill Chewbacca. Give this thing some fucking weight. It gives it some stakes. Yeah. I was like, alright, everyone knows now that the original crew is dying off one by one. Like, we're good. Sure. Yeah. Sure, exactly. And then, and then again, like, instead of having like this whole comedy thing with, uh, with C-3PO, where after he gets his memory wiped, where first off they set up Oh well, you know if if we have to uh, if we have to do it, we would have to wipe his memory, and there's no way to get it back. And then they meet Babu Frick, who rules. And then they go, uh, and then and then they're like, oh no no, no they can, he can bring it back. What are you kidding? Like R two D two is a fucking DVR player. He can fucking swing it right back. Come the fuck on, stop setting up stakes and then making them not matter. Right. It was. I, and then. When we got out of it, we had a we had a group go to it, and I turned to my my good friend Mike uh, Flanagan, who's you know big Star Wars fan. I've had him on the show, and we talked about it. I I turned to him and I said, "Well, this was the lightest Star Wars I've ever seen. Like nothing really yeah. matters. Like it was super light and fluffy. Like let's There's just go no stakes it. at all. Yeah, yeah. Like and then they they com- he JJ completely undoes what he did with with uh, Finn and Rey. Like, in the first movie, he sets up Finn and Ray are going to be romantic partners. I wouldn't say that Ryan Johnson undoes that. No. Because he, he doesn't. But um, he they do have the, the whole thing with, with Rose and Finn, but Finn does not reciprocate because we know that Finn has feelings for Ray. And so then uh, then JJ, he's like, oh, you know what? Just forget Finn and Ray. They don't, they're, they're friends. They're like brother and sister. And so let's have this guy who has done nothing but try to kill her for two movies. They have feelings for each other. <laughs> you, you know who buys the most merch? The Raylos. These people who just ship oh them from God. the beginning. It's like, 
Okay, like, like, look, I don't, I don't mind the Raylos. They're having their fun. They're doing their thing. They're like the Snyder Cut people, but like on the complete opposite end of it. They're like, yeah. But uh, it's, it, it honestly felt like they kissed at the end just to kiss. I was like, this is gross. Like, completely. I was like, all right. And I think the funniest thing is that after after Kylo turns good, his one line of dialogue is, "Ouch." <laughs> That's, that is quality writing. That is quality writing. He gets thrown by a, by a lightning bolt and he goes, ouch! Ouch! That <laughs> but also, and then and then with, with Palpatine, who's who's bolting Ray and stuff, and then Ray hits it back with the lightsabers and it starts melting off his face. <laughs> hey, man, maybe just stop with the zappy zappy for a second. <laughs> you control it. It's your, coming from your fucking hands. <laughs> it's coming from your hands. <laughs> the, the best. It's like when she's like, oh, I'm the... It's like one lightsaber wasn't good enough. Now I have two. Yeah. I thought it was gonna um, like they were gonna like definitely plug that thing that Disney's been selling like it's create your own lightsaber where it's like this big like PVC pipe and you could just stuff like mm-hmm. lightsabers into it. I'm like that's yeah. the perfect time for it. Yeah, perfect. But but and like yeah, like I said with C three PO, like if C if you if you're gonna set up the thing that C three PO's memory is gonna be wiped, then go for it. It's the last movie. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Like set make them make there be some stakes to everything, some <laughs> R- emotional investment for the audience. R two T two refuses to like because like, you're getting us emotionally invested when you're saying like, oh, C three PO's memory is gonna be wiped, and then it's not, so we don't care anymore. Right. Uh, it'd be, it, the, I think the most emotionally invested people got in that movie is when they said, like, oh, they blew up that planet we were just on with the, that lady and Babu Freak. And everyone's like, oh, no. And it's like, then no, they pop up Babu at the Frick. end. And they pop up at the end. It's like, hey, what's up? It's like, ah, oh, cool. Oh, cool. All right. All right. All right. Let's go home. <laughs> like, yeah. movie's over. Also, but, and then the, this is the mistake that, that they made, which, again, you know, once this is the one fault I'll give for Ryan Johnson is that it once it's clear, once you know before the movie even comes out that Carrie Fisher is dead, go back and fucking kill her in yeah. the movie. Yeah, that and thing was instead of having to use old footage and trying to make conversations out of it, <laughs> like <laughs> just say that where, where where it's just throwaway lines from from uh, from from Carrie Fisher from Leia, where Ray is then just like, ah, yes, astute point. I'll do that. <laughs> it would have been great if she said, "Let's do another take," and like, oh, because she just wanted just another take on fucking. It's like, no, nope, no, nope. okay, that's that's very wise, General Leia. We will take it again. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Leia, like Leia, like clearly turns to the camera and goes, "Can we cut?" She's like, "Sure, we we can we can absolutely cut some. We'll cut the fat on this crew, and we'll get going." <laughs> you have to be careful around lightsabers; they do cut. Yes. <laughs> is it pronounced um, Is it pronounced Ryan or Rain? I can't pronounce it. Well, that's a difficult question, and I don't know what the other thing is. It, is it, no, is it pronounced Ryan or Rain? It's actually Ray. Uh, <laughs> Ray Skywalker. <laughs> wink, wink. Like just in, yeah. Instead of shoot like. Because I know you were like, oh well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, what did he say? I don't want to do like um, uh, the the CGI for for Leia, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, you didn't have to reuse useless footage right. from Force Awakens, like they they just tried so hard to do the like the most minimal thing. And 
And the reason for that, and that's and that's why Ray has to be on this weird fucking planet to begin with, is because that's where the footage was. Like, like, so now Ray has to start this movie in training again, and like, the best is is like, look, we could we could put her in a ship again, or we could put bad. her, or we could put her in some like some trees and shit. Oh, we got the tree background. Let's put her in the fucking tree background. Yeah, uh, it's uh, just very, it's very, it's a bad movie. It is. It's a really bad movie. And then, and and then the whole thing, like where, where, so, it's first off, it was awesome that Ray was nobody. Yeah. It like that's awesome. That's great. It opens the door for so many other things. She doesn't need to be somebody. And then it opens the door. Like we see the kid at the end of Last Jedi use the force. So it's like, hey, you don't have to be somebody to <laughs> to be a, to to have to to be force sensitive. We see because Finn might be force sensitive. So we get that. And then, um, and then you get the fact, and then you get the fact that, um, uh, uh, what's the, what's the fucking guy with the scar, the, the scar on his head, uh, the bad guy, he's, he's the emperor in the second one, and then, and then Finn, uh, uh, Kylo kills him. Oh, uh, uh, Snoke. 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 Snoke is great. I love that they kill Snoke in the second one. That's awesome, but, and then like, and I like that I like I like that you don't find out what it is because it doesn't matter who he is or where he's from. Right. And then to find out that it's like, oh no, everybody was Palpatine. Yeah, Palpatine created him in the bathtub. Palpatine created the Jesus Christ. So that's man. why. When and, they... then, and then it's basically like, oh, and then Palpatine himself was a clone. <laughs> so it's like, like just shut the fuck up already. Just like. <laughs> It would have been you don't funny. Need to do this. It would have been funny if, like, when they reveal Palpatine, it's actually like some guy in front of a computer. Like, yeah, I've been doing Palpatine here for like since fucking Attack of the Clones, man. Like, it's it's rough. It's rough <laughs> out there, man. He's he ages. <laughs> and you see him with like a little like digital pencil. Like, look, man. Like, you get what you get. That's that's it. Yeah, I just don't get like I I don't get the the feeling that you need to make something happen. Because yeah, like, because everything every decision that he made was completely forced. Yeah. Ah. The for- Ooh. He used the force. No, never mind. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think they yeah, just ne- I, they never really bought way, into Kylo Ren as like the ultimate bad guy because they wanted to turn him to be good in the end, and they're like, sure. I was like, if it takes another movie, let it end in episode ten. Who gives a fuck about trilogies? Yeah. An yeah. even number. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and but, I think that's the whole thing. That's why they like kind of threw Palpatine in like last minute. It's so. I kind of want to read Colin Trevorrow's script Don't, to see what a, he had. Um, Jenny Nicholson on YouTube. She reads it, the whole thing, and breaks it down. And breaks it down. It's basically Jurassic World with Star Wars characters. He's like he has oh, no. he has Ray and Poe hook up at the end. You know those two characters. What? Yeah, those two characters who never met. That's <laughs> <laughs> They met once, and it's like okay, that's the that's the two. But and and then I like at the end as well. I'm getting so angry about this. <laughs> at the end with Ray, where where she's you know you just she just found out that her that her parents sacrificed themselves for her, right? That they didn't die that they didn't die in vain, and that they they their last actions were to protect her life. And then instead she's like, no, who am I? I'm these two fucking people who, <laughs> who have no relation to me and I've oh. met once. Like, <laughs> I'm this, this old guy who was kind of mean to me in the beginning and then I'm this other lady who kind of like was all right. Yeah, I guess so. 
instead of being like, no, you know what? Palpatine can be a different thing. Right. I can be Palpatine and still be okay. Right. Yeah. Or you just know, it's like I'm. Who am I? I'm Ray. I'm Ray Skywalker. I'm Ray. Ooh. Shut your mouth. That's who I am. Go fuck off, lady. Like I don't need to with you. Leia didn't even. Leia didn't even go as Skywalker. She was oh, yeah. Leia Organa. Yeah. Like, she's at the end. She never changed to Skywalker. <laughs> Exactly, and she's and she's like, oh, you know, Leia meant a lot to me. I'm gonna be Leia. I'm gonna be Ray Skywalker. <laughs> oh my god, it's so it's just so fucking forced and heavy handed. Yeah, because <sighs> they, they just had to hit that mark. That's all they had to do. I was so excited for for Rise of Skywalker when it was coming out. I was like, this is going to be great, because I like, you know, I obviously, obviously the, the opinion was so torn on Last Jedi. Like I said, I really enjoyed Last Jedi. I think it's a good movie. I loved Force Awakens, and I was like, I want to see how they finish it. And right. they just <laughs> took a shit in on a piece of bread and put another piece of bread on it. Oh. And was like, here you go. Here's your, here's, your lim- here's your dinner. Here's your fucking Force lightsaber, dickhead. Go eat it. <laughs> um, I mean... Oh shit! I'd love to talk. I, I I would love to talk some more shit about Rise of Skywalker. But do you want to talk a little bit about baseball or the fact we may or may sure. may not get a season? Do you want to talk about Blake Snell and how everyone hated him for like five minutes and they're like, you know, he's kind of got a point. Yeah, he had a point to begin with. So the players and the owners had a, had an agreement that the players were going to take a fifty percent pay cut. Uh, and then the owners came back and they were like, hey, do you want to take like 30% off of that 50% off? And they were like, so you want us to get take 80% off? Of, you want us to get 20% of our salary? Are you kidding me? To risk my health and my family? No. And then like that, and that's what it comes down to is like basically like I'm not going to risk my health for no money right. to when baseball doesn't need to be played right now. There are more important things in the world. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it's that, that's that's what the deal is. I I so, like I, you could when I was, when it came out when I when I saw when he uh, made his made the the comments on Twitch I was like he's got a fucking point. Like I wouldn't take mm-hmm. any less money to do any more work. Like if I have to cut yeah. like if they're asking me to do more stuff I'm getting paid more. I'm not taking less. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like oh I'll do it for like for the love of the games. Like fuck you. You do it for the love of the yeah. games. Players players are exploited by the uh, by the owners are. Ready to, uh, enough to begin with, right. and then to be, you know, to just be used, and uh, you know, like what, if, like if I'm a player, what if I get it? Right. What if I bring it home to my wife and kids? What if you get it like, so bad that you have to go on a respirator? What if you? There's there's yeah. a lot of things that go into it, and so it's like you're gonna take away most of the money he would need to survive after it. Yeah, <laughs> and and the other thing is that like you like consider this. Managers, umpires, clubhouse staff, uh, you know, camera crews, all, all that stuff. All these people are in the age range of, you know, at risk. They're mm-hmm. at risk people. So what happens if they get it and they're not being protected either? Are, are, are all these people, like, is everybody going to be wearing fucking PPEs? Like, like how are you going to regulate it? Well, and, I... And then to say, and then and then the the proposal apparently says like, oh well, they'll be tested three times a week. Well, how many players are in the league? They're going to be tested three times a week. How many tests is that taking away from people that might need it? Right, and also like, is the staff around it going to be taken care of? And you know, like what, like is it just the exactly. player? Yeah, maybe like with the managers, if they're old enough, they could go to a skybox and do it like defensive coordinators, just like have them in their own little room <laughs> and just like punt. <laughs> 
you don't you don't need anything because there's gonna be no one there. You just hear like fucking. Uh, if, I'm trying to remember. Like, who's a fucking old manager right now? If you have Joel uh, Joel Madden, they're going like Joel Madden. Yeah. Hey, hey, that was a ball. Like, shut up. <laughs> he's just in. He's just in the press box. Like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> that looked good from up here. Shut up. <laughs> the the best would be like if people like if they if they kind of force their hand and made made the players. There'd be so many players just like, yeah, ejects me. Fucking throw me out. Yeah. I there I think there'd, there'd be a lot of players who just decide to sit out. I, yeah, if you're one of the, like, I yeah, you if you make good enough money, you could sit out. Like, you don't need yeah. to go, like, go in. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any sports this year. Um, yeah, I just I just don't see it happening, and that's that's the reality of it. I do see football happening. Cause maybe football. I, yeah, maybe football, because... They can still push it back. I, that, I think that's. I was talking to Andrew Parker. I think that's why they put all the non, uh, you know, the the non, uh, you know, consequential games to, for the first five weeks. Right. You know, because if you know, you don't need the fucking AFC games in, in there. You know, if, if you know the split the split uh, league games. You know, right. uh, split conference games. That is. Um, so if you have to, if you have to push it back to the start to October, then you're not missing any important division games, you know? So I also think, like, I think they set that on purpose. Also, they could like slip in, like they could make them wear masks underneath their fucking helmets too. Yeah. So like it, yeah. it, it kind of makes like with football, it kind of makes sense. And also they don't give a fuck about those guys. Like it's right. Like I was talking about it with you're talking uh, about exploiting players. The yeah. NFL does it more than anybody. I, I was talking about it with one of the my coworkers. They're like, "Oh yeah, you think they're gonna care about football players?" I'm like, "No, they just started caring about concussions like five years ago." <laughs> they, yeah, the game's almost a hundred years old. Like you gotta fucking you gotta think. Like, yeah. They're gonna have I mean, them go out there, and then these they're gonna no one's gonna no one's gonna do like a Lev Bell and just sit out the whole year. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, the. That that's what it comes down to is that also is if our baseball players gonna have masks like I, are they gonna be forced to wear face masks if if so then like all right cool I guess um but you know the I just I it's not necessary you're you're doing it for no for no reason really right. like no, yeah. just skip the season it's fine like no yeah exactly I think there's there are definitely more important things that can that has to happen before entertainment can come back like, yeah it, it's tough like i know like people want to go to like movie theaters people want to go to like it's you know what there are more mm-hmm. pressing matters mm-hmm. it could be yeah totally could be like, pushed yeah like wrestling doesn't need to be happening right now and the fact that it is is a joke yeah it's i mean it's tough because like i've actually started to like aew a lot more than wwe uh-huh. but the fact uh-huh. that they're now like kind of Doing, they're taking advantage of the same loopholes WWE is. I was like, yeah. oh, that's you know, that's kind of that's a little tough. It's a little tough pill to swallow. Yeah, to me, to me, AEW is doing a lot of the same shit that WWE does that they were calling out WWE for doing. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, like no one, like no one's hands are clean in the and is clean in this. It's just, yeah. It, it seems like they'll take advantage of any situation they can, but. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I wish I knew a, a damn thing about how the economy works. All I know is if I give money, <laughs> someone gets money, and then that's yeah. that's it. But, oh. I just want to get a fucking haircut. Like just, that's. Just, I'm, I'm two and a half months out of, uh, past my last haircut, 
and I need I, I usually go every three weeks and I really would really love to get a haircut right now um, uh, I, I hope that's gonna be open soon I'll go wear a mask and get a haircut and yeah I uh, think that will probably be opening up pretty soon I don't I don't think that will be I I think people understand that needs to ha- like come out soon and I do think like, like if, small businesses need to be taken care of yeah. yeah and there are there are definitely preventative measures like barbers can wear masks gloves the face shield. You can wear the fucking face shield. Yeah. You wear a mask, like you could, like it's easy, like they could just get behind your. Mm-hmm. It's that's fine. Um, yeah. And then you know, just yeah, I go yeah. When he needs to get there, I kind of unloop it and go like that and put it back. Yeah. Right. And also, if like they kind of make the thing like after you get a haircut, you you have to go home and just like wash your hair or some shit like that. Yeah. Like that's no big. I already do. I take a shower when I get a haircut. <laughs> like. But, I get the hairs down my back in inches. I take a shower. See, I don't have that problem no more. I committed. You shave your head. Shave my head yeah. every week. Walking in. <laughs> every week? Every week. Once it gets... Holy shit. Every Thursday it gets too long. So Friday morning I shave it down. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it gets to what people consider <laughs> like a one or a one and a half. I'm like that's too long. Gotta go. I can almost see the stubble. I gotta get rid of that. It's like it looks like I'm bald now. So, like when I start like growing hair, like it looks like I'm losing hair. So I figure if I just lose all uh-huh. my hair, it's my choice. I'll give you a lot of money to grow the sides out for my wedding. Oh my god! So how how much how much? Are... Uh oh. Uh oh. Just hold on. We got a we got a dog emergency. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you can take her. <laughs> All right. So, how much money and how far? Like, do you want like Ben Franklin, like, uh, or do you want George Costanza? George- oh, fuck you. No, I-, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna offer up like the the reverse hawk that uh, was animal. No, hawk head from the Rune Warriors. Hawk head, yeah. yeah. If you go, I'll say I'll say go three weeks without shaving your head for me. Just grow the sides out. I'll give you like fifty bucks. Oof, <laughs> three weeks—that's like torture. <laughs> uh, all right, now I can do that. <laughs> oh man, um, I I was actually uh, gonna do like because my uh, my my other buddy Chris, uh, he's having he was supposed to have his wedding this year. He still hasn't like changed it. So I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I might considering that i'm going by myself and i think i'm the only one i know there so i'm like it's super mm-hmm. solo i might do like the gardener Minshew like uh burgundy tux and like the open <laughs> hawaiian shirt but not lose any weight to it just still be fat and <laughs> to see what happens because <laughs> like, I, I gotta um, I, I gotta try doing like because it's not my wedding photos that i'm gonna ruin it's everyone else's <laughs> It's other, yeah, it's everybody yeah. else's. All right, so I, I didn't think about that. Maybe I don't want you to grow your hair. See, there's a problem, dude. It's going to live on forever for you. Not for me, though. We'll be looking through our album and be like, man, Bryback looks terrible in, in, my, in the background of these photos. Like, your, grand, your grandkids are going through your, your wedding album like, oh, this looks like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I made a bed on a podcast. <laughs> I told my friend that I gave I gave him fifty bucks. <laughs> he went for it. I couldn't stop him. I even though I asked him to do it. <laughs> um, uh, what uh, what what movies have you been watching? Like anything new or um, I saw you haven't seen yet. Uh, I saw 
Extraction on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been rewatching a lot of like I watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the uh, TV show, a lot. So mm-hmm. I wait for that to come out on Hulu. Uh, what the fuck? I just just recently watched. I watched like a couple things. I just can't re- like hold the memory of what I've seen. It's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I watched that. Um, what is that? I'm gonna look on my uh, my Amazon see if it, like anything pops up here. I watched. I finally saw. We finally saw Lighthouse, which is great. I still have to see Lighthouse. It's on. It's free on Amazon um, if you have Prime. So. Yeah. Did you you saw Knives Out right? Yes, I did. Oh my god! So fucking. I love Knives Out. It was one of my. Did you see Uncut Gems? No, not yet. I gotta check that out. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. The fact that Joker got what did Joker get? Like ten nominations, and Uncut Gems gets zero. I know. Uncut Gems is the best movie of the year last year. Really? Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, because Sandler should have Sandler should have won Best Actor. I'm I'm excited to see what he does in response to not getting nominated. Because he said that if he didn't get nominated for Best he's Actor... He's going to make the worst movie possible. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what it is. I'm yeah. excited. Because, I mean, with him not with him trying to make a good movie, it's still... Like, <laughs> some of them were pretty rough. Yeah. I'd love to see him do a Tarantino. I, yeah, like, that'd be great. Because he was supposed to be... He was supposed to be the Bear Jew in yeah. Glorious Bastards. I know that's like well known, but yeah. uh yeah, he was he was originally cast but had to had to drop out uh because he had other conflicts. I think it's Jackie uh, and Eli Roth took over. Yeah. I'd love to see him uh for for whatever Tarantino does for his 10th movie have Sandler be in it. Wow, you mean the Star Trek movie that he's going to do? T- Sandler's Oh, I forgot about that. Sandler's going to be Spock. That. <laughs> that's what... Yeah. No, I w- yeah, that would be I think that would be a great pairing cuz you could obviously tell that Sandler when Given the opportunity to be like not Adam Sandler, he'll take he'll take. Well, he's motivated and gives a shit. He yeah. he he's obviously a great actor. Yeah, like, like was it Punch Drunk Love? Uh, Punch Spanglish, Drunk Love, like, just anything. Spanglish, Rain Over Me, Funny People, yeah. Uncut Gems, uh, the Myerowitz stories that came out on Netflix uh, two or three years ago. He's so good and so good in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think he's great. Yeah, I think if they if he is given the the opportunity, he could he could be something like and I, I I mean I I gotta check. I think Uncut Gems is on Amazon. I could probably just rent it and get it over with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's really good. You have to. Um, I was gonna no, try checking I, out Scoob. A... <laughs> Maybe that will be. I don't want to watch Scoob. No. <laughs> um, the uh, you know there's a podcast I listen to called uh, Blank Check. I don't know if you're familiar. I remember the movie Blank Check, but I think we can talk about the movie Blank Check because I, I rewatched it on Disney Plus and it's problematic. But anyway, so Blank Check. Disney plot problematic. Um, oh my god. So Blank Check is a podcast uh, where these two guys go through uh, directors' filmographies and they try to pinpoint the the place in the director's filmography that they received a metaphorical blank check to make their like passion project. Okay. Uh, and they try to see whether that whether that check cleared or bounced. Oh. And so right now they're going through George Miller's filmography. So I watched the first three Mad, Mad Max movies as I was following along with the podcast. I'd never seen the first three Mad Max movies. Um, 
is a bizarre. Like he goes from the three Mad Max movies to the only movie that he did, like a director for hire movie, which was The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, then he goes from that to like this uh, this uh, like Oscar bait movie called Lorenzo's Oil, oh, that I does really that. badly at the box office, but Susan Sarandon gets a gets an Oscar nom for. Then he then he has like really heavy involvement and may have actually directed Babe without getting the credit um, because the director who did direct Babe got a, got a Best Director nomination and then didn't do anything else for 20 years. Oh. Uh, so, like, there's probably a reason that that guy didn't, like, didn't capitalize off of the success of Babe. Um, <laughs> but, so George Miller probably, like, probably had heavy input in Babe. And, well, like, he did direct the sequel. It's debated and rumored that, like, he may have, like, ghost-directed it. Uh, what did you say? He did direct Babe, Pig in the City. The, obviously, peak of the Babe yeah, he, franchise. He, yeah, he directed Babe, Pig in the City, yeah. Um... So then, and then he goes from Babe Pig in the City, takes an eight-year break, makes Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two, and then makes Mad Max Fury Road. Ah, oh, that's a good, that's a good career. So he's got an absolutely bizarre filmography. Did you, did you know he was actually going to direct the first ever Justice League movie? It's called Justice League Mortal. They're, I think they're producing a documentary about it, and it's like this wild. Con- um, I think I, I think I've read that before. Yeah, yeah it's this wild concept because that definitely like, sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like had a. Uh, Army Hammer as Batman, uh, Adam Brody as the Flash, and like a couple other people, uh-huh. and like it, like they they have like the costumes, they have the, like the kind of the plot. It was gonna be like a wild fucking uh-huh. movie, but he obviously he, like, that would have been really interesting. Yeah, but nothing. Like I think that fell off, and then yeah, <laughs> I love the fact have, that he directed. Have you seen the original Mad Max trilogy? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I really liked one, even though, like, for the first, ha- like, 30 minutes, you have no fucking clue what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's, not about, like, it's not even about, it's not even about Max. into it. It's, it. it's not about Max, it's more about... Yeah, it's his, about, his like, this like, weird anarchist group. Yeah. But, yeah, but, um, I mean, it, I like it as an origin story uh, to see, like, why Mad Max is Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And like his, so his buddy gets killed, and then he's like, "Oh, I gotta get these guys." And then they kill his wife and baby, and then he's like, "I really gotta get these guys." <laughs> and you're like, "All right, I mean, you could have done one or the other." I guess I like all of his humanity being taken away, but like that's it, it's good. <laughs> um, the uh, then the Road Warrior, I think, is incredible. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, and then I think Beyond Thunderdome is bad. Well, he directed half of it's that. A really bad movie. He he quit in the uh, middle of. Beyond Thunderdome. So right at the point where they go to like he goes like no he directed no he directed the whole, he directed the whole thing. I think he quit. The issue is that his 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 directing partner for the first two movies died in the middle of writing it. Oh, okay, because I like yeah, because I know like there's a point in Beyond the Thunderdome where it just kind of like makes a hard left turn into a different movie, where like all the kids fucking show up. It certainly does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he was there throughout the entire thing. It takes like a weird like Peter Pan subplot yeah. where like the kids think that he's this like god pilot. Like, <laughs> there's some weird but fucking movies. It's it's but... a bad movie. <laughs> um, because um, the first half, I'm so into the first half with with where they fight in Thunderdome, right? And it's fucking cool. With and then, uh, and then it just goes into this weird fucking it, this other movie. Exactly. Um. <laughs> But it's so good. I was, and then I was reading a lot about uh, the Witches of Eastwick, 
which is like I said, the, the the only movie in his career that he didn't like develop himself. Where they were like, "Hey, we're looking for a director. Are you interested?" And he said, "Sure." Um, but because of that, he didn't have like a lot of control, and the studio tried to take advantage of that. Like he was, uh, so there was uh, there was an issue where like he he told the studio like, "Hey, I don't need a trailer because I'm never in it. I'm always on set. So if you want to give it to somebody else or just get rid of it, there's no reason to pay for it." And they were like, this fucking guy doesn't need a trailer. Like, I guess I guess you don't need other shit to that. Because then whenever he'd ask for like cameras, they'd be like, oh, how, what do you need for today's shoot? And he's like, I need two cameras and I need 15 extras. And they'd give him one camera and seven extras. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, And so uh, uh, Jack Nicholson uh, actually like – George Miller has said in a lot of interviews like since for the last 20 some odd years – has credited Jack Nicholson, or I guess 30 some odd years now, has credited Jack Nicholson with like, uh, you know, helping him out and being like, hey, I can see that you're a real filmmaker and I'm going to make sure that, that, you know, you don't get taken advantage of and that you can, you know, see throughout the process and, and complete your vision here. So basically anytime the, uh, any, anytime the studio tried to pull shit on Miller and try to like sabotage stuff, Jack Nicholson threatened to, threatened to leave the project and they were like, all right, well, we don't want to lose Jack Nicholson. So, <laughs> okay, um, Jack Nicholson is but actually- then there was, there was this thing with a, uh, What's up? I was like, Jack Nicholson is the man. Like he's, because he's made like at that point he's already made his name, yeah. so he doesn't have to like give a fuck. Because then like two years later he does Batman, and now he's still Completely. making money off that shit. Completely. And the cool thing, the the cool thing about the movie is actually that they wanted for the Jack Nicholson role, they wanted Bill Murray, who was in the period of his career where after Ghostbusters he doesn't do anything for five years. Yeah. And so. And so every studio is like, I gotta get Bill Murray because he's like he's like the guy that if I if I can get if I can get Bill Murray and have his be his first movie after Ghostbusters, it's gonna do massive numbers. And so Bill Murray had actually signed on to the Witches of Eastwick, and then in the middle of pre-production, he dropped out. He's like, I just don't want to do it. And so uh, Angelica Houston was doing screen tests for Cher's role, and Angelica Houston was still dating John Jack Nicholson at the time. And so as she's going in to do screen tests, Jack Nicholson has to be like, hey, I heard this role's available. Can you tell them I'd be interested? And so she does, and he gets it, and she doesn't. Oh. Like, <laughs> ah, that's so... Oh, and my so... But yeah, like, uh, but so, but Jack Nicholson is like, like I said, George Miller like credits Jack Nicholson for like helping him out and like, you know, sticking his neck out for him and, and making sure that 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 the studios didn't take advantage of him as like a young director who was making his like first big, you know, studio film because the other three, uh, you know, the three Mad Max movies were pretty much all on his own. No, yeah, um, especially especially you know, the first two, like they were just they were like I think yeah. they, they, he filmed a bit in Australia just to like. And he was he was like a brand new like this this brand new guy coming into America cinema. No one even knew what the hell was going on. Exactly, exactly. And so there was actually a thing. So there's this producer named John Peters who's like uh, had been trying to. He's famous for oh, he, he was trying to get so many stories. He was he was trying to get a mechan- yeah he's trying to get a mechanical spider into so many movies and eventually shoehorns it into uh wild wild west it was super it was um, superman uh so, reborn 
the the one that Tim Burton was going to direct, but that Kevin Smith was writing. Yes. So he was like, just they're like, yes, can yes, you get us? That was it. That was the trying there? to get a mechanical spider in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like I said, he finally gets it into Wild Wild West, and obviously we all know how that goes. It's and great so, movie. It's a great movie. High class cinema. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, so he's going. So in he's producing uh, Wishes of Eastwick, and he's obsessed with aliens because of the success the year before from the movie Aliens. So he gets this guy, and he keeps, like, rather than bring it up in the script writing process, rather than bring it up in pre-production, rather than bring it up, like, days before, the day of, he comes on to set with an extra who he has costumed and made up to look like an alien, goes up to George Miller and says, hey, I got this guy, put him in the background of a scene. <laughs> Any scene, doesn't matter, put him in today. It's going to be great. And so George Miller and Jack Nicholson have to walk off set and leave the studio until John Peters and the alien are gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that's, that is fucking hilarious. But also, like, it does fit in line with all the stories that I have heard of like John Peters, like how he, he modeled his home after yeah. like in 89 after the Wayne Manor in Batman because it's such a hit. Like it, yeah, he's a psychopath. <laughs> but he's he, he also wasn't like a producer to start out. He was a hairdresser. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser that produced one of her movies, yes. and that's why he made it big. And he was like, "Well, it works." So it's like this is what I have in mind, and people are like, "Yeah, okay. exactly." And then he just had horrible ideas after horrible idea. Like, <laughs> he, oh man, to think we missed Superman fighting a giant spider <laughs> because oh boy, oh. We have him snapping yeah. the neck, though, but we're finally going to get that sound. Kevin Smith's chance of, like, doing the comic book movie he wanted to make. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let, let me see. Oh, wow. We're over an hour. All right. I mean, uh... <laughs> no, um, oh, wow. Yeah. No, that didn't I'm, feel like it. No, I know. It's, well, you really kick Star Wars really hard. <laughs> you really, you really, you really, got, so you really kicked Star J.J. Wars. in the nuts, man. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, no, um, let me, let me, he could take it. He could take it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's going to be doing, he's, I think he signed on with Warner Brothers to start producing, uh, DC Comics, like, shows and stuff for HBO Max or Go. So he's going to be doing the Green Lantern series and I think oh. a Superman movie. So they're all going to suck still. Mm. Exactly. All my favorite characters are going to be terrible. I, I just, uh, yeah. He, they ruined uh, they ruined my, my Cloverfield movies and what's he gonna he's just gonna keep ruining shit because oh. Cloverfield Paradox was so fucking bad. Yeah, that way to oof. I don't and know what he kept doing. So all he kept doing was like was like taking scripts that were like sitting on shelves for years and he's like, let's make this into a Cloverfield. Let's just throw the Cloverfield monster somewhere into this script. All right. No, yeah. Like they they take a they take a movie that's like having trouble getting out there. Like just throw Cloverfield on it, and we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out at the end. I don't know why. Like after all yeah. these years, they could have made a Cloverfield sequel. It made money. Like there's no reason why it shouldn't have had a sequel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the rumor in the first place, what like back when the first Cloverfield came out, the like you see in the scene where they're on the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, I believe it is, uh, where you see another guy that. Uh, HUD, uh, the camera, the guy who's supposed to be the cameraman, HUD, right. he like sort of gets in the field as another guy with a camera. And so the rumor was like, 
then that the sequel was going to be that guy's camera. Oh, you're going to see his perspective of the night. Okay. That, that and so good. never happened. No. They apparently like wrote a preliminary script, but then scrapped it and, and nothing came of it. Um, then they were like, all right, well, you know, we can do a prequel. And it's like, well, how can you do a prequel? So then they're like, <laughs> they're like, well, maybe we'll do something where they're still around. Like, but then, you know, nothing comes of it. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, we, we get, we get 10 Cloverfield lane, which rules. Yeah. Um, and then Cloverfield Paradox, which is just like completely sh- like just shoehorned in. And then uh, there were rumors that uh, uh, that movie Overlord. There were rumors that that was supposed to be a Cloverfield, but it obviously wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't. Um, and that, now, now who the hell knows? Yeah, that movie was fucking badass. I I liked yeah. I liked Overlord. I thought like if they would have like somehow like if you would have saw the Cloverfield monster at the bottom of a pit, I'm like that fucking sucks. I don't like this. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, because well, but I mean, I just, I just want them to make a good Cloverfield sequel. The director, like a straight of, sequel, not yeah. like, not another like universe thing. Like, yeah. just make a Cloverfield sequel. The director of Cloverfield is, he's directing Batman right now. So I mean, it it can happen. Yes. So he just he just has to come back around to it. Yeah. Uh, which like I'm really interested in Pattinson as Batman. I know I know it got like dunked on on Twitter and stuff, but Pattinson's incredible. No, I think, and uh, yeah. I think he, I think he's gonna do a really good job. I, I I think I know like the way like the like how everything looks looks great. It looks kind of yeah. It looks it looks super cool, and I kind of hope that they do. I'm glad they're not doing like old batman like oh he's retired he's grizzled like who fucking cares about it? like yeah. it's been done to death they're doing like i think they're doing like year one yeah. to or zero year which is I, I i highly doubt they're gonna do zero year batman which is a crazy uh comic run where uh, like the riddler just blows up gotham and he's like a hunter so it's it's kind of like but like, uh, i think like year one to like continuous i think that'll be really a really good run to to sure just don't just don't show us uh, you know the Wayne's getting killed again. That's how it has to open. We we've seen it nineteen times. I don't need to see the Wayne's get killed again. What, I know what happens. What if now? Now I'm not a screenwriter, but what if you go through the whole movie, no Wayne's getting killed, but last minute he goes, "Oh yeah, my parents were shot." This is how it happened, and that's how the movie ends. It's, a, it's like a post-credit <laughs> scene. It's like, damn, <laughs> we got so close. <laughs> Like, of course they had, in in Joker, of course they had to have a scene where Martha and Thomas Wayne get killed. Yeah. Because that's the only way they're going to tie it into, like, a DC thing. Because, like, if you just had it, like, it didn't have to be tied into DC Comics at all. It's just, it was just kind of like, yeah. yeah, it was like a sticker. Like, it, it, it didn't seem yeah. realistic. <laughs> Whatever, that movie. That movie so, happens. do we think that, do we think that Joaquin's going to come back as Joker again? No, no. Like, is he going to be in a Batman movie as Joker? No. I I think if that Joker faced off against any kind of, like, Batman that has any comic trait of Batman, he'd get killed within the first five he'd seconds. He'd be Like, he'd get punched in the mouth and be like, okay, yeah. this is this is enough. This is enough. But, because it's... <laughs> like, the, 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 the comic Joker... Because he doesn't even have, like... He doesn't have, like, the smarts that Nicholson no. or, or Ledger have. He didn't you know, start a rock. This Joker is just like a fucking. He's just a goon. Pussy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he 
He just he just he yeah. just plays to his circumstances. Like he, they were mean to me. Yeah. It's like he capitalized on a time where pe- like the the poor people of Gotham were sick of the rich people of Gotham and he just he was basically a match that lit mm-hmm. an already filled powder keg. There's nothing special about him. Yeah. Yeah. But he's changing society. The people um, laugh at me. Yeah. We are dressed as a fucking clown. Yeah, we live in a society. <laughs> but like like if that guy came to like New York, he's like, they're just so mean to you. Like, yeah, obviously. Fuck you. Like <laughs> who cares? You spin signs for a living. Yeah, it's like, dude, like look, we don't want like we all don't want to be doing the jobs we're doing, but we do them. Get over it. Like your yeah, mom What do you expect? Your mom sucks, she locked you in a fridge. Sorry. Get over yeah. it. Get over it, pal. I'm sorry your mom's a kook. <laughs> Alright? Ain't my problem. You got yourself you got yourself a two-bedroom apartment in a metropolitan city. You're doing well. Get over it. You, you do pretty nicely. Yeah. Also, like, th- that's another thing, is that they com- like completely dropped the interesting thing was like uh oh, like the fact that his relationship with the neighbor was never real. Right. And so like let us see some more of that after he, like, breaks into her apartment. Right. And then she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? It's like, oh, you're Arthur. Like, yeah. give, us the, give us some more of that. Did she call the cops at least? Like, something. Yeah. No, she's just like, get out of here. And he's like, okay. All right. Like, you're mean to me. I'm going to go shoot Robert De Niro in the face. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Chris. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you all night. I do. I do super appreciate you doing this. Um, so, like, we normally end the show with uh, you you picking your play out music. So, if you have a song that you you like that you you know it's it's deep and meaningful, deep and meaningful to you, that that deep and meaningful to you, or you just think it's a fucking banger, you want to have it out there. Just please let us let us know. Okay. All right. So. Um... A song that I've been listening to a lot lately is called uh, Drunk 2, and it's by a band called Mannequin Pussy. Oh. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a fucking great it's a fucking great band, and it's a great song. I've been – I've just had that on, like, repeat for the last two months. It's – I love it. So, yeah, if you could play that one, that'd be, that'd be sweet. It's called Drunk 2, what – Mannequin – Mannequin Pussy? Drunk 2, and the band is Mannequin Pussy. Fair enough. I don't know how, like, I think the sponsors might be a little upset about that name, but that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus should know what they get into. When bad, they... bad name. Good band. Okay. No, yeah, uh, I'm going to put it on. Yeah. It's, it's going to fucking play us all out, and I think it's, you know, I, I can't, wait to, can't wait to hear it, actually, because when I, when I go through and edit it, I listen to the song just to make sure, like, it's it's you know I want to understand why people pick their songs so I, like I'll I'll, uh-huh. I'll definitely get it yeah but, it's uh, not it's it's not meaningful it's just a it's just a fucking banger and I uh, okay. it's a great song that I've been listening to nonstop all right good fucking yeah bang. bangers are always bangers that's the that's what everyone yeah. needs to know <laughs> all right Chris uh, do you want to tell the people where they could find you or if anything you want to give a quick shout out to charities or anything like that sure um yeah I uh. I, uh, you can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Underscore Perk. Um, if you can donate to, you know, COVID relief efforts, uh, 
something very uh, very important and near to me at this time. Um, and I think I think we probably all know somebody who's been affected. And if you can, you know, if you can spare five bucks, you know, you you know, any amount to COVID relief efforts, uh, I think it's going to go a long way. All right, great, Chris. Thank you again. And you know, I'm here for you, pal. If you ever want to talk non podcasting wise, but you know, it's a little tough. Of course, my, my life is all podcasting now, so I have to find my yeah. old self and detach. But <laughs> no, I do appreciate it, and hope everything goes well. Uh, we'll be seeing you soon, and uh, when uh, when we're all allowed, I'm like I said to everybody, I'm having a big party, and of course, you're not invited. Of course, so get out of here. <laughs> You have to. Right, you have, man, you thanks have to, for thanks you, for uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. Good talking to you, man. You have to shave your head like me for your wedding for me to. <laughs> so you have All to, right. You have to go All completely right, bald. All right. Completely so, bald. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll uh, talk to you later. Bye.